You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Eddie, we uh, it's another interview podcast today, mate. I love interview podcasts, Tom. Well, absolutely I th- love them. I think the listeners prefer them as well because it's it's just not you and me dribbling and talking, rambling shit. on and on and on. So a nice change. Yeah, today's guest, Eddie, mm. a rugby veteran, which is scary to say because I'm the same age, uh, of 97 Super Rugby games, 47 with the Melbourne Rebels and 50 with the Waratahs, including a maiden premiership. Is that correct? Maiden, a maiden championship with the Waratahs in 2014. <laughs> I'm getting like I've already fucked it up. <laughs> He's represented Australia in sevens as well as uh, 70 test matches for the Wallabies. 69 at halfback and I think maybe one on the wing. A random World Cup debut. Uh, the great Nick Phipps, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me, boys. <laughs> that, was, that was close enough. Close enough? What yeah, did yeah, I fuck yeah. up? No, no, nothing too much. I think it's... Uh few more super caps but oh really yeah, and a I few more win caps as well i reckon fucking <laughs> wikipedia i right. think you've got a, you've got over 100 te- <laughs> super rugby caps yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. so as you said 97 i was like ooh <laughs> i reckon that's wrong Devo. and i did look it up because i read a, an article and it said over 100 uh, and then i saw wikipedia and i just go you know what Sorry, but I don't think someone's. I don't think anyone's changed. Yeah, this. who's updating that? Yeah, dude. Is there what? a guy that looks after Nick and Nick alone? Because there, if there, there is, well, be. if there yeah, is, there should, should be a fucking fired. He needs to be fucking spanked. Well, that was a shocker. That's the second in a row consecutively of guests that I've screwed up the intro. That's all right. It's relevant. It's all over a hundred. Nice. For over a hundred. So, how many have you played? Uh, I think it's about one hundred and twenty. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> You've just screwed him out of 23. Four in the last two years. So <laughs> I'm getting there. Oh, my God, dude. It's, it, it is, it's no, 70 it's right. Wallabies caps. Yeah, it is 72. 70? It's a serious 72. number. There you yeah. go. I fucked that up as well. That's all right. Tom, look, it's about how you bounce back. That's true. That's okay. true. Great we got start. time. We got yeah, time. Yeah, we do. Um, mate, thanks for joining us. Oh, before we actually get started, and this is something legitimate, so I don't know whether you are aware, but we were in the same super coach last year. I won't mention oh. the name for both of our... Was this rugby league super coach? Yeah, rugby league super coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. actually, yeah, God's game. Yeah, God's winning game. I didn't pay you. What? Exactly. So you were one of the eighteen was, people. This, that didn't is this pay. an on-air payment? This is an on-air payment. I was I, when we were, I was you know looking up stuff for Nick, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude! I never paid super coach." So do I, I have to hashtag it's... ad for this later on Instagram? Uh, you have to share it to all your followers. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Uh, but I believe it was seventy-five dollars a win. Oh, yeah. that's not. Nice. Look at this. Yeah. Cash. That'll be good. There you go. I'd That'll put be good that down on, to the Crown Hotel the later. Yeah. I bet you didn't think you were going to come and make seventy five dollars. No, I think that's the third person that's paid me out of it. There, are, there was what like twenty people. Yeah. Out of how many? <laughs> twenty people. Do they just look at you and go, "You don't need the money, <laughs> bro"? Uh, I feel like <laughs> they just think it's water under the bridge. <laughs> well, mate, I was like, "Oh, that's so fucked." And now I'm meeting him, and I'm like, "I mean, I'm sure he doesn't know, but I just felt it would have been right." Did you, did you have an inkling that it was the big guy to my left that hadn't paid you? No, no, I. I know, I know the two that did pay, so right. everyone else is <laughs> just in the same. Just <laughs> Jesus. And so, I mean, you won the Supercoach. Are you a big league fan? That was quite – I've never won, even got even close to winning the Supercoach. Yeah, I, I, I love watching league. It's good fun. Um, I guess it's – you know, league's the best game to watch on telly and mm. then AFL's, I guess, best game to watch live and then Union's just in the middle, so – League's pretty good to just chill out and switch off because you don't have to think too much about yeah, it. Yeah, much like league is who, themselves. Who do you support? I swing. Uh, yeah. I guess it was the Roosters last year because I got on win the premiership, so I just so you got on them late in September. Yeah, yeah, about uh, <laughs> yeah. semi final, um, and then the it was the Sharks before that because I 
was dating my wife at the time. And yeah. Yeah, so I had to support Sharky. She lives down there. And, mm. and I think this year I'm going to throw my support behind the Eels. I thought, wow. you were to, I about, thought you were about to say the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles, no, man. The, the Eagles. Eagles. No, no, I'm not that Throw desperate. a G in there. I can't yeah. do that, no. Oh, okay. Well, not no. that desperate. No, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be desperate after this season if you support the Eels, Mate, let me tell you. Blakey Ferguson heading over. He's yeah. going to be great for them. Yeah. Look, Mitchell like Moses Blake. running the show. He's bouncing back for sure. Did you have much of a relationship with the Roosters guys? Because you were both training at Allianz, weren't you? We did, but we also, it was more so just always supporting each other, I guess. Like, you'd be bouncing around Moore Park and having a chat and, you know... People like Jared Warrior Hargraves, just nicest blokes ever, always coming yeah. up and having a chat in the cafe. And uh, we did a few opposed training sessions together. But uh, once actually we did an opposed Wallabies versus Roosters because Trent Robinson and Czech are good mates. Mm. And it got full noisy. Like the, the leagueies were just all fired up. I really? Think, I think um, Fergo accidentally knocked out Matt Tamua in a training session. Knocked and, him out. Yeah, just like a swinging arm, you know, those casual things they do in league. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it got really noisy and we're doing just like three on three, like sort of starting a couple of metres away from each other, working on our tackle tech and, you know, the leaguey boys always tackle high. Yeah. And we're all predominantly low tacklers. So Latrell was like running, running straight at Hoops, just expecting a big bump and Hoops just chops him flat and he's, <laughs> Big Latrell's just looking up. Didn't really know what was going on, but it was awesome fun. Great blokes. And so, what what happens then? Like when Blake KOs Tamua, does that? Do you start firing up a little bit? Like, is everyone sort of? Because obviously you're all professional. You don't really have any animosity, but that would piss you yeah, off. I imagine. Oh, no, no, it was it was complete accident. So pup right. sort of slipped and swinging arm at the same time. It was a, it was a complete accident, but it certainly got showed around the team room on the highlights oh, reel for a while. How was Latrell after he got chopped in half? <laughs> he was, right. was a bit ginger. you seen the size of him? I don't think anything's sort of bringing him down. He's, yeah, but I think more just in the sense of yeah. he wouldn't get chopped that often. No, because so, no, the big boys always go thing. high on him. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But uh, yeah, he's, he was, it was good fun. Bloody good blokes over there. That's cool. Do you yeah, ever have a couple of beers with the leagueies? I know? don't know if I see you boys over, would keep up. You've been over to Europe <laughs> a fair few times and we've talked to... Who did we talk to? And that, they Drew? Said, was it Drew who said that keeping up with the leagueies over in Europe was almost impossible? There have been a few times when been. our sort of spring tour and That's their what I mean, yeah. spring tours crossed over, but... Uh, besides sort of a few chance meetings, maybe at Walkabout, maybe 10 years ago, way back, way yeah, back, yeah, way back. Yeah. Um, that's, that's probably hasn't been too many organised lock-ins. So <laughs> I don't know how well that would go down in, mental at the moment. Leave, wouldn't it? Jesus Christ, <laughs> that'd be psycho. Um, so you're out injured at the moment, calf injury. How's it going? Yeah, it's all right. I did it the first session of the year, so it was a great start to 2019. Um I was really just trying to get out of a few trial games and sort of yeah, cool. overdid it a little bit. So I'll be back next week next week against the Reds, hopefully. So round four, didn't miss too many games and start to fire up. How was the Wallabies camp? So there's a lot of, you know, a bit of, I suppose, is it misinformation going around? Yeah, that there is. It was dangerous and what that a, it was, you know, poorly run and all this shit. Nah, there's, it's a fair bit of carry on. Like really, it was a camp for us to sort of get back into it after about a month and, month and a bit off and the boys to get their bodies right leading into the, the super season and then a few boys just broke like my, I got busted uh Poe got busted on the same day then I think Dane got busted two or three days later and then Adam Coleman got busted a week later so like to be honest it was just before you don't necessarily want to go down with injury it, 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 but you bust sometimes I mean I busted recently that's true, playing Oztag. I mean it happens yeah, yeah 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 exactly especially long layoff so <laughs> no it, it's just people are sort of just trying to describe it like it was, you know, some death march or something. It was, it was nothing like that. It was just, you know, a few unfortunate high-speed injuries and 
you know, most of them are back, and I think I'm I'm the last one to come back into it. And there's a few new faces around the setup. How was how was that? Obviously, you know more burning. Who came into? Who's the backs coach now? Uh, I don't think they've announced that yet. Okay. If you know, you let oh, me know. Isn't it? Oh, I no, I'm yet. thinking select is Michael O'Connor. Yeah, he's former leaguey. So is he's, he, he's not coaching there, right? He's just no, selector. he's uh, the impartial selector and. He's good, mate. What's, Someone, a, what's an impartial selector? Aren't they all meant to be impartial? You'd think so, no. <laughs> I think... Um, <laughs> Unless like, well, my, my dad's selecting as well. You know, I don't, I don't actually know how it's going to work, whether he just floats around training and watches and yeah. floats around the team hotel, but he's dual international, coached a heap of sevens. You know, he's done it all. Like he's, He'd be a great bloke. And to be honest, he's got that little bit of old school in him. You know, yeah. someone that would want to back the you know the players that everyone want to watch someone who's hard doesn't give up tough you know doing the little things and hopefully that that you know with him involved with check and then the new director of rugby all three of them they can pick the best squad is the the new director of rugby he has he been in scotland yeah he's been in scotland for a while i'm pretty sure he's back here in australia for a fair while before that so mm. he's been running the program over there coordinating the, the professional teams over there sort of like the super rugby level teams and yep. then into the, the program there and i think we we're lucky enough to get him back and come back home for a world cup stint beautiful is this going to be your third? Obviously, yeah, you assume where that you're getting picked, not injured. Hopefully, this will be your third World yeah, Cup. Yeah, hopefully try to make my third World Cup. Far out. I think Swoop's going for his fourth, Ashley Cooper. He'll so. make it on his ear, right? He'll, he's just still got it. He you does. saw him in that first game against the Hurricanes. He's yeah. just, you know, the old bull playing 13 just locks it down. And even when he came back in the uh, the, the tour of England, uh, of, was it called the Spring yes. Tour? Yes, yeah, Spring Tour. Um, against Italy. Yeah, against Italy. Came back and it was just like, holy Killed shit, it. he hasn't. He hasn't yeah, lost he's, it. He's, he's a stud. Sweet, he's an absolute stud. Yeah. He's played 100 tests. I know that stat. I can tell you that one. Yeah, because he, didn't he... Well, I remember in the photo, he walked out in, with his cricket wide. He did, on, yeah, 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 yeah. Raised the bat. In Love that. Brizzy. Bit of a character. In Brizzy. Yeah, he's one of the greats. Yeah. Um, you'd be pretty tough to find anyone that has a bad word to say about him. He's, yeah. and he's timeless as well. Like, he could have a laugh with the older boys in the squad, but also just absolutely be relatable to an 18-year-old coming in. Um, yeah. One of the boys in the squad, old Scots boy actually, 18 years old, and Sweep's like, mate, I, I debuted you know, before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Who's the Scots boy in the squad? Will Harris. He's one of the... He's, uh, Jesus. He's Don't know out him. last year. So he's a good young bloke. You good really? Player. Yeah, which isn't typical of, of Scots boys either. Oh, so. oh hey. well, oh, yeah, cool that there. Hey. Right, so we got a Scots boy in the Waratahs, Will Harris. Mm. We knew that. Yeah. Friend of the show. We we'll get him on. We'll get him Friend on. Friend of the show. Get him on. <laughs> How do you think on the World Cup this year, what are the Japanese like in term, when, when it comes to rugby? Do they love it? They absolutely love it. Like... Um, yeah, it's it's tough to put in words how much they love it. They have a massive competition over there. So the players play for the companies. So like you represent Coca Cola or Toyota or Panasonic. whatever. It's very yeah, dystopian, futuristic, mm. Blade Runner shit. <laughs> it is actually. And then <laughs> there's the fans are mad. So like even one of our boys, Bernard Foley, went over and played for the Rico Black Rams, and you know their team. I think they won two. two he led them to a great two and eleven season, but he, the fans still absolutely loved it. Like they're they're going to organise the best World Cup. Yeah. The problem is you ask about their playing ability. There's no real like rubbish teams that make the World Cup now. You know, mm. I remember Australia beating Namibia. Love that game by a bazillion. Yeah, Matt Rogers literally killed a guy in that four, game four five World Cups ago. Yeah. And there aren't really any of those teams anymore, like because of the sevens in the Olympics now and all those, you know, 
countries like Russia and USA and Japan, they all China, they all play sevens because it's because it's an Olympic sport. Mm. The base is building. So, you know, USA is second in the men's sevens ladder, I'm pretty is sure. That right. And and they've just got rapid athletes and some huge boys. So yeah. like the numbers they have there and the the desire to grow in that sort of Niche if they if they sport. really com- committed to rugby, oh. they'd be fucked. Like the yeah. amount of people they got there, and like the athletes they've got. Oh, the, all the amount of the athletes they've got, right? It's yeah. mental. Unbelievable. So Japan last World Cup, they beat uh, South Africa. It's like, mm. yeah. Do they have a style of rugby? You, you know what I mean? Yeah, Japan? just quick. They play a quick style of footy, and lots of throw the ball around. They they kill you on turnovers. A lot like Australia uh, Waratahs versus the Sunwolves last week. They just. You know, they defend the house down. They just all they do is chop tackle all day and get physical. And then once you turn the ball over or give a loose pass, they're onto it and they just go. This they're all they're quick, they're mobile. They're out. They know that they're not going to be the biggest team in the in the competition. So they they really drive that sort of quick speed of ball, quick ruck ruck speed to make sure that they're staying ahead of the opposition and nullifying those big boys. How does it work over there with the Sun Wolves and their domestic competition? And then the Japanese national side. Is the Sunwolves basically the national team? No, so it's a bit like it here. It's like, uh, you know, Shoot Shield, okay. Super Rugby, oh, okay. Wallabies. Right, right, right. Whereas they're the company teams. And then yeah. some of those players, not all of them, some of those players elect to go and play with the Sunwolves. Mm. And then out of the Sunwolves, they sort of lead okay. into the right. Japanese team. But I think, um, don't quote me, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you have to play in the Sunwolves to make the Japanese national team. So they are getting their best players in the world playing in the Sunwolves at the moment, filtered, littered with a few foreigners as yeah. well. They've they've really improved, and they're kind of in the Super Rugby uh, as a team. When they sort of came in, you're thinking like this is going to be a bit of a fucking joke, mm. but they've actually like I mean, as evidenced by the result against Waratahs the other day, but they're it's enjoyable to watch. And then I imagine as a player. I mean, I only imagine because I've been to Japan and I fucking loved it, but is it quite a cool <laughs> place to go to? Yeah, and it's cool. Like the it, Japan actually works the best with us with our time zone. So you fly pretty much overnight. We're in there Thursday. Captains run fr- like day off Thursday. Captains run Friday. Then we play Saturday and out that night. So oh, you just you just you just in and out. Yeah, because they they only do night flights to and from Sydney. So it yeah, works right. out really well for us. Boys love Japan. Like it's, business, it's, we fly in business. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, nothing but. Sick. Is there a right turn in the plane? <laughs> no, I, I guarantee don't know. there is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how our union, players' union, negotiated that, but somehow we only fly business over three hours. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, so unfortunately, we're not getting it to Brisbane, but. Well, yeah. well, not look, that you really need it. Yeah, yeah, forty-five minutes in the air, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's it. There's we'll just, no, there's only a right turn. We'll just stretch flights, when we get there. Um. So, bit on your career, you you sort of was sevens your first break, and yeah. Before Super Rugby, yeah, I was just playing Colts and enjoying it at uni. So uh, actually, just it. before I cut you off, there have had a game against you in a Colts game for Eastern Suburbs. Do like to bring up my football career every once in a while. <laughs> East Colts, first Colts couple of games. Obviously, that time I played Nick. Uh, okay, well, let's get to the the juice. No, no, look, that was all. I just who won in that. I would assume Sydney Uni won. Oh, okay. But I just wanted to mention that before we then go on. So you started we in Colts. Obviously got, <laughs> we obviously got the bounce of the ball that day, I guess. Yeah, I just want to drop that in. Yeah, yeah. Was, that the, uh, was that the game you shattered your kneecap in? Cap in no, that was my very last game. Mm. That was... Uh, had I known but maybe that, would have, maybe that was your last injury. game. Career-ending injury uh, against Ramwick. In front of the missile. In front of the missile. Broke my kneecap. Uh, what do you do? 
I didn't have the skill to justify coming back from it. You know what I mean? Like, if I had any chance of being a professional footballer, <laughs> maybe I would have tried to fix the knee. But now, it gets, it's numb. I can't feel it. Now you're just doing a late podcast. And it stiffens in the we- in the cold weather. Mm. So, anyway. Uh, sevens. Yeah. So, I was actually just playing Colts and loving Colts. Just, I didn't have any aspirations to be a professional footballer. I was just love playing with the boys yeah. and having a good night um, afterwards and, you know, just meeting blokes that I've never met before and playing with them was awesome. But I guess well, I was planning a trip to South America for like two months with three of my mates. And that, like a week before we left, I'd had all my shorts, I'd got my huge backpack, I was ready to go. And the a week before, um, the sevens coach called me up and he's like, mate, one of the blokes is injured, do you, might, do you want to come down and just like pretty much hold pads for a week down at AIS? And I was like, oh, well, why not? Like, We'll see how it goes. Like, yeah, could, sure. could be a lot of fun, and yeah. you know, not gonna, not too much skin off my nose. So push the flight back two days or something. Towards the end of the camp, he was like, "Mate, you've impressed the hell out of me. Do you want to come?" And then that was just. The, I'm pretty sure the only reason I got invited to go and hold bags was because Bernard Foley was in there as well, and they just needed someone to run around. And Jesus. And then all of a sudden got picked, and then just got my first taste, and I was like, "This is the best. Don't want to let it go." So. In sevens in the old days, we didn't have a centralized program, so you had to do your own stuff away. And so players would be given programs and go and have to do your own stuff away from the sevens schedule. And then before the next game tournament, you'd go a week in AIS and train together, and then you'd go on the trip. So I guess that break, me and Bernie, who he was his first taste as well, we weren't picking any rep teams or anything. So, you know, we once we got a taste, we weren't going to let it go. And yeah. we absolutely trained the house down and stayed there and played a whole year of sevens and went to the Commonwealth Games in India and had an unreal time and was lucky enough to get a silver medal there as well. And then after that, I was playing third grade at Sydney Uni and then um, was lucky enough to get the a rookie contract at the Rebels. So, so who, was, who was ahead of you in grade for you to be? Uh, I think it was... Burgess? Or no, or? Matt, Matt Schwagger was there running around. He was fuse older than me and then Eddie Brennan was playing second so so no one who was exactly killing it in super rugby or anything was that like you know what I mean Since yeah kind of like no yeah picked for a rookie contract no yeah grade. there's no Burger or anything back then so yeah that's just where I, I was because I was coming back from sevens and that's where they thought I was in the 15s game and I was lucky enough to get a contract and then played the rest of the year third grade and uh, first grade and then yeah. I think we won that year as well and so that was pretty much it it was all sort of I wish it was as simple as some of these blokes nowadays that contract straight out of school, go into the academy, go straight into the first squad, start playing super rugby. But yeah. it would, to be honest, looking back on it, I'd much rather prefer to do it my way. Like, Your story's way better. Yeah. So yeah. From, how from, old, hold, from how holding pads to 120 super rugby caps and 70 wallabies caps. No, actually, I think yeah. it's 97 super rugby caps. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the intro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my apologies. <laughs> so how old were you when you started Sevens? Uh, I was 20. 20. 20. So you had some time out of school as well. Yeah, sort of like three years of Colts as well. And I think I failed every subject I was enrolled in. Oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess I had more of a perspective of the real world. I had a job on the outside of uni and, you know, I was a groundskeeper and loved it. And, you know, I think that, that's helped me a lot. And yeah. especially when you get your first taste of international footy, it's like, God, I don't want, I'm not, this isn't giving me, this isn't getting spooed fed to me. I, I, this is the best. I'm not going to let this opportunity die. So. Yeah. How was the Com Games? Did you say it was in Delhi? Yeah, India. That would have been interesting. It was cool. It was, 
it was different to every other com games from what I can imagine because it was actually run by the army. So the army ran the village. Like we're in all these right. villages, like, and it was funny, like, because we're a rugby team and you know knockabout blokes. None of the rooms were finished. Like doors are on the ground. Like showers don't work, and <laughs> couldn't couldn't fuss us less. Whereas yeah, yeah. I think everyone else in the Aussie team were just like, this is a disgrace. The swimmers would have been up. Yeah, now. we were just like, this is awesome. Like we're all sleeping in the same room. How good. <laughs> like, um, but it was unreal. Like we they pretty much built a stadium for the sevens, and we. Uh, it was funny it was funny old tournament like we got there a week early we had to train at the school down the road and it was awesome fun like and and at that stage sevens was not even on the map at all and i think we exceeded everyone's expectations and, and ended up coming getting the silver behind new zealand and i was gonna like, say who was at new zealand yeah, yeah they got last last new play zealand. of the game they scored uh, we were up eh. are the rumors true about games villages um well, the thing was, because the army ran the village, there was technically no alcohol in the village. Technically. So there was, it wasn't like there was bars everywhere everything. We um, were allowed in one bar in the whole city, which, you know, an armoured truck would take, would lead the bus, and then we had armoured army people on the bus, and then another armoured truck behind us, and that would take us to the bar. And then we go have a few beers, and then get back on the bus and everyone starts running around trying to grab the army people's guns and <laughs> have a laugh that way. <laughs> but, yeah, so it wasn't, I can imagine, like it is in the, all the other safe sort of places in the world, but we, we still had a crack. We had a lot of fun. It's good. Yeah, good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, so you came back from how long after like sort of the, the sevens uh, situation where you, you know, you picked out of nowhere, then you're playing comm games and then you're back, and then how long till you get super your super rugby contract? Well, I I had it before I left, and then um, so was, you'd already secured the contract before yeah, you went over. Right. Yeah, and then I was really lucky, got picked in the Wallaby squad after the sevens, the Com Games. So literally, fuck got man, home. what a what a just a crazy run. Yeah, it was ridiculous, and like I think I still like Robbie Deans was down there watching a Sydney Universe Randwick game once, and I played. That game played quite well, but then it went away for seven. So that was the only 15s he'd probably seen me play, but was lucky enough to get a, a spot on the spring tour. And before I'd played, met anyone in Super Rugby, I was all of a sudden meeting all these people I was watching down at the Gross Farm Hotel <laughs> probably two months earlier. And now I'm playing and training with these blokes. So it was a, it was a crazy sort of three months and then came back and went straight down to the Rebels and, and started playing my footy down there. That's psycho, man. Jesus. And when did you captain the Colts to a victory? Did In, I read that right? Yeah, 2010. Okay. Yeah. 2010, oh, nine, nine, 2009. 2009. So this is what, that had already happened before you yeah, got so I was sort of for, Yeah, so I sort of played half a season of grade before I started playing footy internationally, which was pretty loose. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I've always heard about you, yourself as a player is that you're incredibly fit. <laughs> like you just your fitness is just out of this world. Um, we were one of our the guys we spoke to uh, from GWS, Dylan Buckley. I was shocked to hear they don't do beep tests in the shock. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's only like a down. year nine school thing, right? Okay, yeah. again, that's so, so you so you don't do them either. Uh, so we do five what? minute tests, Broncos now. You do the what? Sorry, the Broncos. So it's like from the try line, uh, twenty meters back, forty meters back, sixty meters back, oh, and do that five worse. times. So that's that's and, our and, big and test and your now. speed uh, the. The time you completed in is yeah. obviously the mark. Yeah. So then, and where do you stack up? I go all right. 
Yeah. yeah right. Well, five. what was your beep test at school then? Before we do, you remember what was the oh, best? I can't even remember. Oh, no. Fucking hell, Nick. No. We because then after beep test we went into yo-yos, which is ah uh, okay different is, again. So there's a, so the Broncos. I'd like to yeah. get a conditioning trainer on to this podcast and ask him. What has happened to the beep test? Yeah, where's it gone? Because it was back. tried and tested for as long as I can remember. And you could measure between a 30-year 30, 30 span as well. Yeah, exactly. You could really exactly. compare yourself to your dad almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It was a great and it was such a And it was such a nice metric. I'm a 15-1 guy. I'm a 15-2 <laughs> guy. You know what I mean? I heard bloody George Gregan yeah. did 31. I heard he finished it. <laughs> Every cricketer ever. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's disappointing to hear. So the beep test really is dead then, Eddie. That's uh, mm. resigned to the animal of history well you guys could go and do a bronco now and we can compare we could compare the broncos so the bronco again is what you go trial under 20 yeah back back to the 40 back Back. 60 back and it's just five times so it's and then you do that five five times times, okay so there's some real demons by the end yeah that's fucked just so much turning yeah dude (laughs) that'd be tough the big boys do not enjoy it (laughs) no dude i can imagine uh so how, how many years you spent at the Rebels before then the Tars? Rebels for three years and then um, got luck, got lucky to get a contract back at the Tars. Is that a bit of a dream come true in terms of yeah. like, you know, like, growing up in New South Wales? Yeah. Loved Tars Loved games. my time at the Rebels. Like they gave me the best opportunity ever, but, you know, Sydney's home for me. Yeah. Born and bred. All my mates are here. It's, yeah. it's great to be back home and then came back in 2014 and we had a dream year that year and ended up winning the premiership and that was just the best thing ever like the, i've never seen sort of this the city the atmosphere around that yeah. final like it was huge is that a career highlight for you yeah definitely yeah but having i think we still hold the super rugby record for most people at a i believe final. 61 thousand yeah. yeah and it, it was just it was great and the you know three or four days after that were great fun as well well and, i heard that you guys uh we, i've been in contact with obviously a mutual friend yes. of ours izzy <laughs> carey uh and he was Mitch. saying that you are so you used to live in a house with Foley and a couple of other boys, yeah, the Pentagon. John Lance, yeah. the Pentagon, yeah. and you guys sort of hosted these celebrations for the title, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So we had everyone, I think after the final, we went to Ivy for like a function, and then after that, everyone went back to the Pentagon and <laughs> tore it apart for three days, really. <laughs> How did the neighbours go with that? Are you just like, look, you've got to just show them the trophy? Well, like, yeah, what, we were actually in a one of those jewel house, semi-attached, okay. and next door was this old Irish guy. He was 80 years old, deaf. Oh, dude. Oh. Dream result. <laughs> so he, he, he didn't care at all. And he loved us because he's Irish, loves his footy. Yeah. The other side was a bunch of backpackers. So oh, what right do they have to complain too yeah. much? But there was a guy that lived behind us who used to write for Fairfax. You know, he had like 90,000 followers on Twitter and he, was, he tweeted the next day. He was like, neighbours carrying on still, you know, Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. 
as we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love ya. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some. I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say? Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Celebrating the Waratahs win up all night. I look over the fence and the is the Waratahs play on. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it's sort of one of those unique periods where we could have done what we wanted really. We had yeah. a few good days and then we're straight into Bledisloe like camp sort of on Wednesday. So that uh, really brought us roaring back to earth <laughs> into oh, yeah. Foley, running around and Foley taking that that uh penalty is that as nervous as you've been yes yeah he's because that's probably the limit of his range like if you don't know it he's he's got a size six foot so he can't really size kick it. six no it's, <laughs> honestly it's about seven and a half <laughs> it's seven and a half but <laughs> it is a very small foot but we yeah, say he can't reach too much far small. past 30 and he's hitting that on 45 i was like oh god i hope he's got the legs here yeah little man and just had it hey? yeah like just, it was it just scraped you in. can see the shadows sort of across the post when it when it lands so yeah yeah that was Epic and, and against the Crusaders as well, where you're just like, you know, they're never out of it, and it's sort of like, oh, are they going to do it again? Are they going to fucking break all their hearts? They've just been so good over the last 10 years, 15 years. That just, yeah, so close. Come on, boys. If you're going to drop one, do it for us. Please come do on. it for us. Thank you. And that's it as well. Like the drought breaker for New South Wales gives it all the more meaning. So Being the first one was awesome because, like, you got all of us, we loved watching the Tars when we were kids. Mm. Like, I used to go to all, a lot of the SFS games and, you know, watching Chris Whitaker and Big Matt Dunning running around, like, love the Tars, yeah. but, you know, we we're always perennial, you know. Almost. Almost, yeah. Like, they almost made 
won the final one year. They almost made the final one year. And I guess it was a great reward. I guess there'd be a lot of Tars fans out there for 14 years that just been frustrated to the to the hilt and yeah. finally being able to reward some of them. It was, it was awesome. Does Checker talk about that sort of stuff during the, the lead-up or does he try to just focus on the task instead of sort of loading you with all the emotion of no that's that's his area the emotion right his his ability to read players is something that's phenomenal he'll know the player that you can give a rev up to in front of everyone and that'll make him a better player or the players that you need to go and just be like just in the ear you know come on you gotta do this a little bit better and Mm. that that will make him a better player like he's got so many different techniques like that year was so so funny that you know, every game had a new sort of thing. You know, one time he drew this, you know, you guys would have seen the poker face. And the idea is that no matter, like, we're playing a team that was really in your grill and trying to get you off your game, just poker face all game. And he was just always like this, sort of zipping his lips, poker face, poker face. Or the golf clubs, you saw him, you know, he threw a golf game for the final. He actually bought 30 drivers and named every one and then gave them to each player. And like they were old school names like Beryl and names like this. So he's like, this is yours. No matter what happens today, let the club go. So stuff like that. And it was awesome. He's, he's got that unique Sick. ability to surround himself with the best coaches, you know, technically and smarts-wise. And he just brings that amazing emotion and is able to work the program together. Without having to go too much into, you know, what went wrong, but you talk about how he's sort of good at getting all the best people around him. Uh, and recently Bernie's left the setup. Was there, what's, what's happened there? Yeah. I, people are, are you also, surprised by it or is um, it sort of like, no, it was a bit, I did. I was surprised, but nothing happened. There was no like big blow up or yeah. a fight or anything like that. Not that I can see, but yeah. you know, I think it was just, who'd win that fight. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Pay for views, yeah, yeah, exactly. maybe on the undercard of Gallon's next one. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Um, no, I think you know, I just think they had different playing styles and you know, they wanted to go in a different direction. Yeah, I'm, you know, not saying that either or is better than the other, but you know, that, that was just the way they wanted to go. And our attack probably wasn't as good as it needed to be in, in that area, and we needed just a bit of a straighten up. Yeah, so with your how much does check? And I mean, obviously now it's changed, so it may change again. But with Larkham, how much of it was Checker going, this is how I want us to attack, and then Larkham maybe trying to put the finesse on it? Or was Lark- was Bernie sort of going like, this is sort of how we should play? Yeah, we we do. Do. it's funny because we didn't really see too much of that. They had a lot of stuff. You know, all the coaches were always having their meetings. But, yeah. you know, in the team meetings, there were Bernie was talking about some things and, you know, then Checker would bring up something else like... They obviously didn't really. Bernie didn't really want to play a style that Czech wanted to. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's something that maybe needed to happen, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Bernie was back. You know, after a World Cup or you know, in the next few years, he's one of the Aussie greats. Absolutely. Is there a bit of starstruck there when you go like like? I mean, I guess not for you now. I guess I'm just thinking about it for myself. But like Larkin, when we're growing <laughs> up, was such a psycho. Yeah. That sort of then you got him coaching you. But again, you've been playing for 122. No, because the Brumbies boys would have got used to it early because he was an assistant coach. But Mm. we got him in and, you know, like watching him play, it was unbelievable. Yeah. He's he's so smart around all the little technical things, but he's also a really cheeky bloke. 
So, right. you know, you're sitting there expecting a real serious chat and then he'll just take the piss out of you. And it's like, ah, oh, right. He's <laughs> obviously a good bloke as well. Yeah, like, it's also yeah, a genius. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was good. <laughs> he's one of those kind of guys that able to relate and have a good laugh with people. And yeah. he's good, mate. He'll, uh, he'll, whatever program he gets involved in next, he'll, he'll make it a successful one. I wanted to ask you, uh, so when we're playing New Zealand, right, and they, they get in formation and, and start going about their haka, is there anything that you particularly like to do? Do you stare at one bloke? Do you stare at all of them? Do you look like look, just, look straight through them? How do, you, how do you approach that? I catch no one's eye. That's the trick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not like it is, obviously, for them, a tactic to intimidate you. But like once you've seen it, it's it actually when you're standing there with your mate and in a group and we always like form up in a really tight group that solidarity sort of fires you up so it's actually it does the opposite for us we we love it because it fires us up as a team and we're just like right you know you've done your bit let's go let's go do ours like it's uh it, it it's definitely on a whole an intimidating thing to, to have in front of you but once you sort of start to harness that energy it's it's pretty powerful and so obviously we've lost 13, Bledisloe's, 16, 2002, what year is it? 17, is it? He's counting. Yeah. <laughs> Do your own research. Do your own research, punters, dribblers. <laughs> but what the fuck's, what is it? So if you're in the heat of battle and we always, we're always either winning or close at halftime. And then in the second half, they just mm. fuck us every time. And is there, can you, is there something that switches on the field? Do you notice them go to a, another gear or another they're, couple of gears? Or, I think they're just... Or, it's just like you said. We'd be we'd be within two to five points every time. Every time, or in front. A every lot of time. our Bledisloe games were in front at halftime, or just before halftime, before they'd score in the thirty ninth minute. Yeah. But then they'd just be so clinical on a turnover, bang. And that's what happens when you play the Kiwis. They're they're clinical in those areas where they can absolutely kill you. So, for us, we just got to get better at firstly not giving him those opportunities, but secondly, once if we do, shutting it down. Mm rather than it being like, oh, they've scored, you know, 20 tries off turnovers this year. Like, why do we... Just because you've turned the ball over doesn't mean it's an automatic try. Like, yeah. the idea is we should be stopping that. So there's a lot of stuff that we'll be doing around that particular area because a lot of teams do that now. A lot of the, the trend in teams to play now internationally is just to defend the house down, kick the ball long, play territory. And then when there's turnovers, just capitalise. So a lot of the Six Nations teams are doing it at the moment. Teams like Ireland just... You know, their defence is just an absolute wall. Um, England have been doing a lot of it. Every time we've played England, they've scored at least two turnover tries, whereas, you know, they haven't really pressured us too much once our defence set. And, you know, we just need to be a lot smarter. We don't need to score every single phase. We can hold on to it and build five more phases and then score rather than trying that miracle pass or the miracle little chip and blah, blah, blah. And so that's something that we'll be, we'll be focusing on. Touched, you touched on the Six Nations just then. Uh, it seems to be getting really heating up up there. I mean, Ireland beat New Zealand. Everyone thought Ireland was the team to beat, and then yeah. they lost to England, and yeah. then England lost to Wales, and <laughs> Wales hasn't lost. It's like, I think it's going to be really sick when we get to Japan at the end of the year. Is, <laughs> yeah. there, any, is there a team in particular like, that sort of takes your eye up there? Previously, like every World Cup has been dominated by the South. Um, oh, yeah. Southern Hemisphere teams. Well, look at the except, semis last year. Except for England, they won here. Yeah, still haven't let that go. But they, the what? Southern Hemisphere, no, no, we've all wiped, we've wiped that. Yeah, absolutely didn't happen. No, um, the Southern Hemisphere teams have always been sort of the top three or four teams in the world. But you know now those teams over there, 
it's like they've sort of taken a step back. They've identified what they're good at and they're just like, we are going to be belligerent and play our game. Mm. So, you know, you look at England um, after their World Cup, Eddie, great coach, just goes, all right, so what is England traditionally strong at? Set piece, mm. dominate set piece, defence and being physical. And that's all they've done. It's not like they have, you know, world, world genius beating class attack. They're mm. just clinical in turnovers and then they just you know, grind you in the set, set piece. And that's why they're going so well at the moment. And all those teams are Ireland. They just have the best defensive wall. When they came over here to play us in that three-test series, they it's not like they were scoring a stupid amount of tries. They just defended the house down. It was just relentless. And, mm. you know, they're little things that for a team like us where we want to attack from everywhere, we need to get smarter at. You know, we need to be able to play both territory and attacking football because otherwise they'll just plant 14 in the line and just have a raving fullback. Well, you're, so you're heading over to Europe at the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, which club are you, have you signed with? London Irish. London the Irish. Great London the Irish. Great London oh, yeah. Irish. So Watch this is your, your Next last five years year. between me and you. <laughs> Straight heading to the top? Up. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is your last year in Australia yeah. for how, how long did you sign for? Two. Two years. Two. So not necessarily uh, for good. You can no. come back no, or head to Japan back. and play for a company. Yeah. Um, what do I like? Yeah. What do you like? I need Coke, a TV. Mitsubishi. Yeah. Need a um, but so how's it, how are you feeling? How does that make you feel about the year, the last year you got here in Australia? Is that extra motivation? Does it take a bit of pressure off in that you sort of know that you've just like, you've got your future sort of sorted out and you can just go play? Uh, it does a bit. I'd, you know, as and as the club captain of the Waratahs, I, you know, I want to make sure I'm leaving the club in a better place than when I came. I yeah. want to leave a legacy. I want to be able to step away and just be like, you know, I, I feel like this club's in a great place and we've got some players to not only fill my position but also the leadership responsibilities of the club. And with that in mind, it sort of gives you that extra motivator. Obviously, this is my ninth year in Australian Super Rugby, so I guess the decision for me was just a change and. I was sort of wanted to be able to spend more time at home with with my wife and kid on the way and oh got that. a kid on the way yeah congratulations, yeah. congratulations. So that should be all hell's going to break loose from <laughs> what I can gather but yeah so on the road with the Wallabies and the Waratahs you're sort of away for 240 mm. days of the year so whereas in, in the UK you can play in the furthest part of England you bus back that night yeah. so you're always home which is great which is probably a big motivator as well want to be at home and hanging out with whatever it is, little one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it is a big motivator, you know, playing the potential to play in the Wallabies jersey for the last years is something that's huge to me and I'm just going to sort out this little dummy half and start getting the job done. You can still play for the Wallabies though, can't you, over there because of the uh, the Gitto rule? Yeah. Right? The Mitchell rule the as he wants yeah, us to he call it. Yeah, he wants it to be called <laughs> yeah. the Mitchell rule. The Gitto Mitchell. Yeah, the Gitto Mitchell The Gitchell. The Gitchell. Yeah, that I know. So that's you'd still make yourself available for Wallabies. Oh yeah, not? but you know, after the World Cup, it's, it's not like after this World Cup, I think I'd be up to the standard to play in the next World Cup. So they'd obviously so they'd look into the future. Yeah, they'd have to rebuild, and there's no point getting someone in to be there for two years when you could build a young bloke like a you know a Jakey Gordon or someone up for four years and get him ready for the next World Cup. Yeah. Um, and how do they how do they go historically the London Irish? So, yeah. yeah, so they're in the championship now, which yeah. is like the league below the premiership, but they're winning that and they'll get they'll get promoted up into the top league and then sort of it's up to us to keep them up there. But, yeah. you know, they've been recruiting pretty well. Shawnee O'Brien, the Irish um, back rower, they've got Naholo from the Highlanders and 
they signed Curtis Rona from the Tars, and then there's a oh, few, really? few other few other big names coming. So oh, so they've 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 gone after a couple of our boys. Yeah, and is that yeah. is that like in sort of preparation for getting to the to the top? Fly? Yeah, so that's the idea. They want to stay up there. Yeah. So that it's funny in the comp over there in the UK, you always have like a. A, a dominant team in the championship and they always go up. So whatever team goes down for the premiership, they're always back up the next year. So okay. it's just sort of a bit of a revolving door at the bottom there. But if you can stay up, it's, that's, that's that's the dream because you want you want to be playing premiership and the, I guess the owners want us to be playing premiership as well. Mm. Um, well, I would like to go to a couple of our uh, things that we've been sending through. Uh, Izzy Carey, unless you got... Have you got any other questions no, no. that you wanted to... That we may no, have? I'd, I'd love to go to Izzy Carey. Okay. Now, look, again, by all means... Big you, friend of the show. Yeah, big friend of the show. <laughs> you can tell us to, you know, no, I'm not going to talk about that. He hasn't gone too heavy or anything. Um, he was, I believe, your best man at your wedding, or he spoke at your he wedding. He was the MC. MC. Yeah. Had brought the house down. He's a funny man. Oh, yeah. He? He's a funny man. I've heard he's the best in the business. Yeah, mate. It's he like, should start renting himself out, honestly. Like, he's that good. <laughs> or do a podcast. We should get him on here. He'd be uh, a great value for the show. It'd be confusing because I don't know if he's competed at any sort of professional level sporting-wise, but who knows? Well, he's a pretty he's a pretty good Oztag player. Yeah, well, I played with him at East. He was a, little, he was a gun fullback. He was yeah, like he was. a David Peachy vibes. Mm. Is how not I a bad cricketer either. I mean, really? Yeah. Not a shred of muscle on him, but no, just able to find a lot of holes I'd defense. describe his body. It's <laughs> and very... you'd have him in the team just for the, the clubhouse afterwards. Absolutely. Well, oh, I love yeah. this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, uh, he said to us, well, Fang is your nickname. Yeah. Is there any... Major sort of history to that, or something. Nah, you just nothing want to avoid. cool. No, nah, cool. it's my old man was a teacher at Kings. He still is, and that's well, it's boys funny, used to call him this. Fanger. Oh, really? Yeah, because he used to drive around the school in his car really quickly. Which <laughs> back in the seventies when that was fine. So yeah. he obviously doesn't do that anymore. No, of course, yeah, of course, because no. it's five kilometer speed limit around the school at all times. Um, let me just. Well, I mean, he he's mentioned here. See, I also hit up uh, Sam Crouch as oh, well. No. So um, you couldn't read any of them. Well, no, Crouchy didn't really give us too much, except Crouchy said that, and this was sort of just mixed between uh, an Izzy and a Crouchy uh, story here. But so he said, Fang, this is Izzy, Fang's dad was a sports master at King's while we were still there, had to formally discipline him a few times for misbehavior and had to suspend him. <laughs> so what were you suspended for? Uh, I was, uh, mate, <laughs> I was at an athletics carnival and there was like, was sitting around and there was a Joey's tracksuit next to my bag and I shoved it in my bag. <laughs> just, someone you just one, jacked a, someone, a Joey's tracksuit. Someone suit. snitched on me. So, oh, really? Yeah, suspended. Joey's boy snitched on you? No, no, a King's boy. A King's boy? Snitched on yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, don't You're worry. kidding. We'll, we'll find him. Yeah, we better day. find him. <laughs> we can name him if you'd like. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Could you guys get sued here? Is that no, <laughs> no, we've got, we've got a legal team on okay. it, so that's all right. <laughs> Um, Izzy Carey, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Izzy. Correct. Izzy, we have similar legal yeah. terms. <laughs> Represented by Isaac Carey. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, he says you own a greyhound with a couple of boys. Yeah. So a we, dishy. We owned a greyhound called the Penna Dog. Ah, okay. Greatest dog of all time. Yeah? So good. Yeah, he was the best. He Is he still with us? Uh, no, sadly, he went out doing what he loved. Oh, really? So now he's, he's finally sitting up in the clouds with that bunny he wanted so badly. Yeah, he wanted so bad. Uh, yeah, but it was good fun. He's the greatest dog of all time. We loved him, and then sadly he went out. How did you get any numbers? 
Record? Uh, what was his record? He was up in Ipswich, the racing capital of Australia. Of course, yeah. He won quite a few actually. Did quite well for us. And the trainer was good in the way that like he'd sort of feed him up for a few races and blow him out. And I don't know, we always managed to get him at 16s coming in strong. And <laughs> so how'd you get into the how'd you get into the pooch game? The no, because one, one of our mates had a dog as well, yeah. and he we were splitting up. The Pentagon was sadly splitting up. Uh, one of the boys moving to Perth. Uh, one of the boys moved home because he was doing his masters, and then the three of us moved to the triangle. Obviously, ah, keeping shapes, absolutely. And we wanted to keep, have something to keep in touch about a lot, so got a greyhound, and it's the best, way better than a horse. It ran like almost twice a week, and <laughs> you know, it was, we never saw any money coming back in, but it was pretty much it was cheap as chips. No more ongoing fees. It was great fun. Paid for himself, and he did you, you, the you, love and brought so, a lot of love to the group of the Pentagon. Um, and you owned it with her uh, Curtly. Foley and no, Hooch. so this is our next one. Oh, yeah. So, so now you've got a new dog. We've got right a new now? one in the in the lurch, and apparently he's low on the electrolytes, so he's, he's just having a little break at the moment. Right. What's he yeah. called? That's it, Dennis. De- that's it, Dennis. Yeah. What? Any? Uh... Mm, not really a great story. No. Okay. No, it's... Certainly nothing you want to yeah. touch on. No, no, it's not even good. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a country rugby league reference, to be honest. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. So one of our mates was watching country rugby league game, and one of the player's dad's was just screaming out a whole heap of funny things about his son, Dennis. So we decided to stick with that name. But he's, he's ready to run and there's probably about 12 of us in that one. So 12? Yeah, so Pentagon Jeez, did again. You get a, did you get a, a boy with a bit of pedigree? No, Whoa. no. No, we there's a few five percent owners, you okay. know, just five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure. Is he yeah. one of those? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's in it for the love. Yeah, he's exactly. in it for the, the love the, of the sport, the courts, the dinners. Can you have courts <laughs> yeah. for greyhounds? Is that a thing? I don't see why not. No. Do you ever get to see this dog? Do you ever get to go and like pat it and hang out with it? Or what's I went it? and saw Penna Penna dog once. Yeah, They're probably the highlight of my wife's um, time with me. We, I did did some commentary stuff up for Wallabies versus Italy when I was injured last year two years ago two years ago and um the game finished started three finished 5 30 ish the race was at 6 30 in ipswich so out of the stadium straight in an uber to ipswich the <laughs> when you're watching it on the tab it does not do justice to this <laughs> this wonderful establishment and <laughs> met big colin the trainer and pen a dog and we're patting him as a, i swear it was a horse it was not really? like it was a dog it was huge and then he got a bit overawed because Dad was there for the first time, came fourth. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. it was great. Had the best time ever. And But by the end, when I was having a few dollar fifty Forexes with Colin, my missus just kicked me <laughs> ankle like, let's get the out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we might have to plan a trip if, if Dassey Dennis starts really bringing home the bacon. Keep an eye out for That's It Dennis. Yeah, Or is yeah. it Dassey Dennis? It's That's It. Because oh, we okay. put in Dassey It, but the Greyhound... Integrity Commission would not pass Dassey. Why is that? I don't do know. they think it was something? Like yeah. They, do they think it's something that it's not? Yeah. So that's disappointing. But yeah, we've, so we've had to PG the name up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it's fantastic anyway. I'll be keeping my ear to that. Yeah. We should get a dog. Black I mean, obviously it. we can't. Or we'll, we'll have to go percentages in a dog. I don't know if we can go all out. But that's maybe something to dream of. Maybe we start like a GoFundMe. Maybe yeah. with the office whole, here. Well, a, well, that's true. A dog for the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. We could all own it together. Yeah, I think so. And he's maybe called Dribbler. <laughs> yeah, good name. Not bad. <laughs> Food for thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, look, we can get, we'll get really wrapped up in this fucking dog chat. Um, you just And then you were doing uh, some commentary. Is that something you want to do after your career? Do you have plans? Uh, uh, anything lined up or anything you want to work towards? It's certainly something I'd like to do. I think 
I enjoy it mainly because I enjoy talking, informing the viewer. I guess yeah. I know with rugby league, it's a, like great game, but very simple. And I love listening to their commentators because they explain things. You know, yeah. I get someone like you know Joey or even Maddie Johns. The yeah. boys they talk a lot of stuff through, and you're like, oh yeah, it's cool. Mm. I, like, I like knowing I can, that. I can transfer yeah. that knowledge to my friends. Yeah, which like I'd love to do it with Union because obviously it's a lot more complex. It's a lot more, a lot more rules. I'd love to be able to inform the viewers. I probably wouldn't be doing the Trent Copeland on the on the big screen. No, no, that's not my no, my jam. But no. it would be something I'd be interested in. But it's also I understand a very, you know, niche sort of thing to do after footy, and everyone would like to do it. So. I'd, you know, I'd love, I'd love you got to the caps under the belt, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that I feel like, apart from Rod Kafer, everyone has got caps <laughs> who's sort of talking about it. Like, Rod Kafer's, I think, got 10 Wallabies caps. And whilst he's good at breaking that shit down, you're still a bit like, Rod. 10's, right. 10's not 70. Yeah, exactly. 10's <laughs> a whole lot less than 70, Rod. Um, he's been in the game for a long he time. He has been in the game. No disrespect to Rod. Shout yeah. out to Rod. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, and so have you done anything with Fox or anything like that? Was that what that was for? Yeah, done a little bit of stuff, but I was doing stuff consistently, but then I had to knock it back because it was on the only night I had to go into uni. So Right. Still I, doing uni? Yeah, I sort of had to... Just, I decided to go on with my uni a little bit more yeah, as well. Yeah. After pa- pa- failing all you've got a bit older? Yeah, actually. It's a lot easier once you sort of try. Yeah. yeah. Not at the gross three nights a week. Like, <laughs> it's heaps easier, actually. Yeah, but I handed in my last ever project probably last Friday so oh, well done, you're done. done yeah I'm a fuck yeah, yeah. Who, who would have known enrolled 2007 graduate 2019 <laughs> dude that's not far off what we went through and we went down to Bathurst University for yeah well you, you in particular like a, you in particular well yeah mine was a three year degree that it's two and a half and it took and a half. five or six five I think it was five had a good time but well exactly yeah. it's Bathurst you don't go all the way out to Bathurst to really to learn all that it was much. like for a stage there I was at college and I was doing one subject I was like this is just what college are you on were well, you doing it so you could get it's like Luke, the refugee camp of colleges really <laughs> one subject's to get Get youth allowance? Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then trying to do a job on the side for cash. So, yeah, it was all... Yeah, we know the system. I love it how the government helps. Oh, man, it was, it was very necessary as well. Uh, just a couple of things more before we go. Individual honours, because it's obviously it's a team sport, but everyone likes to win things just for themselves every once in a while. Eddie. Now, I don't know if you know this, and obviously my Wikipedia research has been extensive evidence by the start of the show, mm-hmm. but you were in 2016 Celebrity Men's Health Man of the Year. Is this correct? <laughs> Is that right? Uh, yes. Yes, that was. That was a long story. Oh, how'd, you, how'd you make that list? <laughs> that was like something that just sort of snowballed into the world's biggest em- embarrassing event. <laughs> like, It was like a lady from the TARS was like, listen, Men's Health, big magazine, young men between, you know, 14 and 30 they love reading it so we need to get the tars in there do you mind just going and doing this q a with them for for like a, a little tiny segment like probably at the back no one will see it for them and i was like yeah right sweet i'll do that for you no worries she's like yeah just be here at this time so i turn up and it's like a full-on warehouse photo shoot i thought i still think it was a stitch up like Smoke machines, med oh, balls, dude. like shirts off, like <laughs> makeup. And then I was like, well, that's going to be the most embarrassing episode, like issue of men's health ever. Like, this is a massive stitch up. You went on the cover, wait. Wait for it. <laughs> so then, my work, I was just thinking, well, well, the worst thing to come out of this is just to be in one episode and then after a month, it's gone. Who cares? Yeah. Then it was actually for this competition of men's health 
celebrity man of the year. Firstly, I'm not a celebrity. I'm, I'm up against like Manu from MasterChef. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was like a month long competition where it just kept asking like, vote for this person, oh, vote for this person. Shit. So then once the boys found out, it was just <laughs> viral. You could not stop it if you tried. Like all the boys like Bernard and all Jono and all these blokes are just like tweeting it everywhere and it's just kept getting retweeted and Instagrams and videos of me like cooking at home and they're like, oh, <laughs> vote for this man. Just oh. And it went for ages and then there was like an awards night like full on oh, 300 people awards night. Uh, and it was a lot, it, it was looking back on it, a massive, funny piss take night. Like, yeah. It was really good fun. But at the time I just couldn't have been more awkward because I'm just not great <laughs> in those sort of crowds. And at the end, like I got it and it was like this A4 cut out of the cover and I was like, yay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you got the cover still? Yeah, it's at home. I'm just, <laughs> just like, you can't throw that out. <laughs> I'm That's like, we're so getting rid of these. So, yeah, now it, like that comes up all the time and I'm just like, I never really get a chance to tell that story. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that happened. So, That's so funny, dude. And no one will let me ever forget about it. No, like, you can tell when you're on not. doing something with a mate or something, he'll always mention it. You're like, just shut I bet you didn't see that coming as you were planning your trip to South America all those years no. ago. One day. So were you on the front cover of the front, magazine? Front cover. Shirt Holy off, shit. yeah. Shirt off, <laughs> oh. lifting a tire or <laughs> something like that. Like I do this all the yeah. time. <laughs> uh, well, I reckon we can we can leave it there, mate. That story I don't think will be topped. Um, uh, thank you very much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. All the best Unreal. for the season, uh, your recovery, the World Cup, um, and then obviously the kid and going over to Europe. Yeah, cheers, boys. Thanks thank you very me. much. Big mate. fan of the show. Could you two just not talk anymore? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.